Hello and welcome back to another episode of the e-commerce maven podcast. On episode 179, we're talking all about e-commerce advertising on Facebook and how you can run into a couple of roadblocks when you're building your campaigns and scaling up on paid ads. So I'm going to share eight Facebook campaign challenges that you can tackle head on with the tips in this episode. So let's get into it. Welcome to Brave and Boss, a podcast for the purpose-driven founder who wants to grow their e-commerce business. I'm your host, Christy Sumer. I'm the CEO and founder of the Ethical Fashion Line Encircled, a conscious business coach and passionate about helping you break through your limits and build a brand that matters. Let's do this. Hello, welcome back to the e-commerce maven podcast. I'm your host, Christy Sumer, the founder and CEO of the sustainable fashion brand that's direct to consumer called Encircled, podcast host, proud dog mama, and coach over at christysumer.com. I'm really excited to share with you today's episode because one thing I am very passionate about right now is Facebook ads. I'm going to call them Facebook ads for all intents and purposes. However, when I'm talking about Facebook ads, I'm really saying meta ads, Instagram ads, Facebook ads, all that stuff. I'm not talking about Google ads, but I just want to clear that up from the get-go. I still say Facebook, even though they're called meta. But that's going to be the topic today because I know that a lot of you are starting off with paid advertising now. So more than ever, I would say in the last six months, I've seen brands that I've never seen do sponsored posts or Uh, sponsored ads showing up on my feed on Instagram or Facebook. And I've seen some really bad ads, like really bad creative and just horrible experiences um, in terms of, you know, where they're pushing people to and, and the customer journey. So I felt like it would be a good time to do a bit of an update on eight common mistakes I see in Facebook ads and give you my take on that. So full disclosure, this episode is recorded in March 2023. So if you're listening to this, let's say in 2025, take that with a grain of salt, because the one thing I know about the Facebook ads platform is that it is always changing. So we'll start off and get into things just shortly with those eight tips. But I first of all, just want to talk about what's going on this week. So Firstly, I'm so excited that everybody has gotten back into listening to the podcast. I know it had been a while since I'd done an episode, and I was a little bit nervous about starting up again. Last time I did a lot more interviews, and this time, although I love interviews, I wanted to kick it off with a bunch of solo founder episodes just because it's a little bit easier for me to talk on the podcast one-on-one. Um, and it doesn't require as much prep as it does for interviews and stuff like that, but I'm always open to feedback. So if you'd love to hear a different kind of format or something like that, shoot me a DM over at Christy Sumer on Instagram, or if you'd like a particular founder who you admire on the podcast, I can definitely try to get them on. Um, I'm passionate this go around. If I do interviews, I really want to interview D2C e-commerce founders, specifically female or female identifying um, it's kind of my niche, um, and that's kind of where we want to go with this. So if you have any recommendations, let me know um, and shoot me a DM. All right. 
Um, other things I want to mention is we have show notes on the blog at christysumer.com. They're linked in the description. So you can get over and get all of the links that I talk about today and from previous episodes over there. You can also check out my quiz about how to get past 25K months. And um, I have all of my online courses still up there. And I'm definitely planning some stuff. So I'm not really doing too much private coaching right now. For those of you that follow me on Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that, or maybe found me through Marie Forleo's B-School, I am actively mentoring in that program right now. And uh, so that's taking up most of my time. And I have a couple of private coaching clients, but uh, for right now, I'm trying to keep it to one to two private coaching clients. And then I'm launching a group coaching program probably in about a month and a bit. So it'll be a mix of like almost like a mastermind slash coaching program. Um, I think about a year ago, I asked for a little bit of feedback on a program and stuff like that. And it's really tricky with group coaching and stuff like that to get everybody at the same level and make sure people don't dominate the conversation. But I want it to be as actionable as possible. So I think you'll get a lot of value from it because I just know that like community is really important to being successful as a founder and having somebody to kind of bounce ideas off of it, off of whether it's me or other founders, I think it can be really incremental to your business. So stay tuned for more details on that. So that all said, let's get into the episode. So today we're talking all about e-commerce ad mastery and tackling eight common Facebook campaign challenges. So what are some mistakes that I've seen with Facebook ads? So firstly, I've been managing ads off and on since 2017, 2016, 2017. So I'm not, full disclosure, I am not a Facebook ads expert, but I have run some decently sized budgets. So I would say in the range of up to 60, 65K a month. So I have a handful of experience with this. And the one thing I'll say that I talked about a little bit earlier is that it's so important to keep up with what's working on Facebook now. And your follow-on question from that might be, how do I do that? So if you are running ads yourself and you've decided to do that, or even if you have hired somebody to run ads for you or you're considering doing it, you need to be at least a little bit educated in it, especially if it's your main ad channel where you're going to be spending the bulk of your ad spend because otherwise it's just so easy to waste a ton of money. And I've been there, done that with crappy agencies or freelancers who do nothing or trying to get trained employees to do it and not having them understand what what to do in the ads channel. Um, And I still feel pretty passionately and some people may disagree that um, until you reach a certain point in your business, I would say I've heard even up to $10 million in revenue, many founders are still running their own ads because it's just so much more efficient and hiring somebody to run them can be really challenging to find the right person. If you find the right person at a really reasonable fee structure, amazing, that can perform. But I feel like that is looking for a needle in a haystack. So Part of my group coaching program, I'm definitely going to integrate some ads into that, um, some ads coaching, if you will, Um, because again, anybody who tells you that there's like a secret recipe to advertising on Facebook and this, this always works is misleading you because like anything in advertising and marketing, and I talk about this a lot, 
you know, I give it to you straight. I don't tell you things that I haven't experienced, but there is no silver bullet. So there is no one solution that's going to be right for you and right for that beauty brand and that clothing brand, that shoe brand, that incense brand. Like there is no one solution. There are some basic principles that apply, but you have to kind of do a lot of testing. So let's start from the bottom with number one. So this is a big Facebook mistake I see. So pixel setup. So when we talk about Facebook ads, there is the Facebook pixel. And you've probably heard of that. If you're running on Shopify, there's an integration, a Facebook uh, sales channel that you can add. And it integrates directly with the Facebook business manager. And that is super critical to set up and get your events set up properly that you want to track. And generally you want to track for sure um, add to cart, um, initiate checkout, uh, purchase, website views, um, and then there might be a few other events you can prioritize. I think it's fairly limited now in iOS 14 plus world how many events you can track, but those would be like the critical ones, I would say. And so getting your pixel set up is really, really key. I've struggled with this a lot actually over the last year because we have a problem with our pixel and we're not even sure what is causing it and bless a community I'm a part of that is helping me troubleshoot this, but it can really screw up your data. The little data that you're getting now from Facebook post iOS 14 attribution issues, which I can talk about later. Um, so it's really important to feed as much data back as possible because that pixel will optimize your ads and deliver to the people who would love to buy your product. And if that data is off or missing or not even set up, you know, you could be wasting a lot of money. So the important thing is to set it up, test it, make sure it's working, get familiar with events manager in the business.facebook.com platform. And also to make sure that you're understanding what the data is that's going back and forth. And the easiest way to do this is lots of YouTube and training videos online. Facebook has a lot of resources as well that you can reach out to to set this up. And even if you're not doing paid ads right now and you're listening to this, like thinking you might want to do it, get that pixel installed now because you can start collecting data immediately. It's not going to cost you anything to do that. And then when you're ready to advertise, you've got it kind of all set up and good to go. All right, so the next mistake I see with Facebook ads is the wrong targeting. So this is really important because right now in Facebook, there's just a lot of misinformation about who you should target with your ads. And there's a lot of different types of campaigns right now too. So you can get like a standard manual sales campaign. So generally, unless I'm collecting email addresses on Facebook, I'm doing like a purchase conversion campaign. I don't know why else you would do any other type of campaign um, personally, but if you want to do traffic campaigns, great, but you're going to dump a lot of garbage traffic on your website. So majority of people I know in e-commerce run purchase conversion campaigns. Um, so that's a campaign type. And then, you know, when you're going into those campaigns, you have to set up an audience to target in the ad set. So um, there's something called Advantage Plus Shopping campaigns where basically we'll auto optimize to an audience after some time you can set some variables around it in terms of like how much percentage of current customers you want to retarget with those ads but if you're not doing those campaigns or you don't have access to them then you will have quite a bit of configuration in terms of your targeting and when we talk about targeting um, you really need to think about top of funnel middle of funnel and bottom of funnel and when i say that i mean top of funnel is 
like people who have never heard of your brand ever. Middle of funnel is somebody who may follow you on social. And bottom of funnel is somebody who's been to your website and is familiar with your brand. This general structure still kind of works, although there's lots of people who go around this and just do these Advantage Plus shopping campaigns and don't um, do any retargeting at all, which is totally fine too. Um, it just really depends on your exclusions and who you include in these audiences and how much money you have because the more campaigns you have, the more spread out your budget will be. So a lot of people will just use you know broad campaigns at the top of the funnel and assume they're retargeting as well. Um, this is where analytics come into play a lot and I'll talk about that a little bit later. But at the end of the day, targeting is really, you know, shifted over the last few years. So I would say maybe three years ago, you know, you could get away with doing a lot of like lookalike audiences. So that's basically a duplicate of similar similar customers than you already have shopping with you. Um, or like interest groups, you could do a lot of interest targeting. And I've definitely tested this and seen some success with it. But over time for me personally, with my brand, um, broad audiences perform the best. And when I say broad, you know, I sell women's clothing. So I'm targeting women specifically in US and Canada over the age of like 25, let's say. That's broad. No interest, no ex- like the exclusions would be you know, website visitors and past purchasers, but pretty broad targeting. But again, you're going to want to test it because I did where I find a lot of information on Facebook ads, as we were talking about at the the top of this, like how do you find out what's, what's changing in Facebook ads? I hang out a lot on Twitter and I call it Facebook bro Twitter because I hang out on there a lot and I follow a lot of media buyers and creative strategists and they've got some great tips. And again, take everything with a grain of salt. So you're going to want to test it. But I remember seeing some media buyer, I apologize because I can't remember his name right now off the top of my head, recommend a lookalike audience um, and of like a specific product that you use oftentimes in lead ads. And I actually had never done that. So I went into our top product, made a lookalike audience of it in Facebook Business Manager and targeted it. And it was outperforming my broad audience. So again, this is where you really need to test. There is no silver bullet. So test those audiences if you see fit. If you just have like a little bit of budget and you have that um, Advantage Plus shopping campaign, I would start there because I think that's an easy win to let the Facebook algorithm do the optimization for you. But you have to have patience with that one. So keep that in mind. Um, all right. So the third mistake I see is not having a focus with products for your ad strategy. So you really need to have a strategy behind your ads. So I've seen some, I think it's okay to do general brand ads, I suppose, and drop people onto like a master collection of products that can work. And it's worth testing that. And I've definitely seen it be successful from time to time. But what I found works way better is having a couple of core products that you know really speak to your brand and are you're kind of known for you've got a lot of creative for them they've maybe got like the strongest point of difference versus your competition or in the market they're kind of your standout products and building an ad strategy around those products versus doing a 
let's say in the example of my clothing brand, like I'm not going to put up an ad for a pair of socks. I'm going to put them up for like the dressy sweatpants because that's what we're known for. So there's that point. So starting to see what products really have the most viability in advertising. And again, a good place to start is looking at your product sales over the last 12 months, 24 months, 36 months, and seeing what's a top seller, um, reading feedback and reviews and seeing people love it. Um, and then obviously testing to see if it, it works that way. Um, but the other thing is to also make sure that it's a profitable product for advertising. And I could do a whole episode on this. Um, but I will say that there's some great analytics tools that I'll talk about a little bit later on. Like I use triple whale and it's got some really interesting data around customer lifetime value, which is basically essentially on average, how much a customer spends with you in their time with you. Um, and it's an average. So I had some really interesting data on customer lifetime value with specific products. So there was another product in our collection that had a customer lifetime value almost double the dressy sweatpants. So I was like, why am I not advertising that product? Because that product's a lot more profitable if you tend to get people in with that product and then they're second, they purchase again and again and again. So you have to have a little bit of strategy behind your products as well. They have to be able to tolerate advertising because advertising costs money. So if you're advertising a product that has like 50% gross margin, that's not a great candidate. Try and find a product with a higher gross margin, let's say like 70% or something like that. All right. So the fourth mistake I often see on Facebook ads is poor ad creative and copy. I actually think the ad creative is more important than the copy, but the copy should be pretty relevant as well. Um, so creative matters. Absolutely. And this is like the biggest challenge because I find it a big struggle to get good creative for ads. You know, you could work with influencers to do it, but they tend to be very expensive. And again, remember what I said at the top, you need to test stuff. So you don't want to overinvest in an ad that may not perform because that could be a waste of your time and your money. Um, and I'm going to tell you, influencers are not cheap for these types of things. So what else could you do? So you can absolutely create your own ad creative, shoot it yourself, or you can um, hire somebody off of Fiverr, or there's an app called Billow, Billow? Billow um, where you can hire UGC content creators to create ad creative for you. Um, but again, you're going to want to test it out and do as like low risk as possible. So I wouldn't spend too much on it. But if you're having a very focused strategy, let's say you have one product, which is like your hero product, um, then really centralize all your creative development around that product and try and do a couple of things. Like you could do some photos, you can do some videos, you can do some gifts and stuff like that. Um, but you definitely need to spend some time on this because gone are the days where you can just throw up a photo of like a bracelet and it's going to convert into like a gazillion sales. Like you need to work harder on your ad creative now more than ever. And this is the biggest differentiator, I think, with brands that are succeeding on Facebook is having good creative. And good creative is subjective to your ideal customer. So you need to be very specific with this. And one other point I'll talk about shortly, you need to be testing. All right. Um, the fifth thing I see as a mistake and most Facebook ad campaigns is not adapting for different placements. So generally I recommend when you are doing advertising on Facebook that you use their Advantage Plus placements. You don't go manual. I know manual used to be like a thing back in the day. Um, and I definitely used to see a lot of success with forcing 
Instagram story ads only or Instagram feed ads only. Um, but and and you could test it if you're starting to see like metrics like your CPM go up and stuff like that dramatically. But I'm still a big fan of Advantage Plus placements, which basically means Facebook's going to deliver to the best spot they believe would get you whatever objective your ad has, which in most cases will be conversion. Um, but you need to adapt the creative for those placements. So what does that mean? <laughs> that means sometimes you need to have a video that's cropped differently. Um, you may need to have a photo that's cropped differently. You need to maybe go into the platform and edit when you're doing that. That's like basics, I guess, but you need to make sure that you're putting that in. I see a lot of people not doing that. And then nothing worse than seeing an Instagram story ad with like no copy on it. Um, because the placement wasn't optimized. So don't waste money. Go into that. It's in the editing function under the ads. Um, you can do it in there. Or you can crop it in there. Or if you're going really hardcore, you can obviously uh, shoot a video in both vertical and uh, horizontal as well. Um, there's definitely lots of options there. But definitely, definitely spend some time on this because I do think it is important. And it will create better creative, which will be delivered um, more efficiently and then hopefully result in more conversions and lower cost of conversions. All right. So the sixth thing I see most e-commerce founders making a mistake on in Facebook ads is not enough testing. So of ad creative, but of testing generally. So I often tell founders who are getting into ads that you should expect to test for probably the first 30 days. And this is why it sucks to switch agencies, freelancers all the time, because everybody wants to come in and test, which is really, really annoying. And some of those agencies almost honestly never get out of testing mode, which is just irritating. And we recently had that experience. Um, and you should always be testing, but you shouldn't be testing like all of your ad sets shouldn't be in test mode for 100% of the time. It's not good. You need to be scaling some ads after a certain point of time. So having a test, if you think back to like high school science, or if you know, if you're real smarty pants, maybe you took science in university, or psychology, but there's always like got to be like a test and a control group, you've got to have something to test against. So you don't want to be testing like eight different audiences with five different pieces of creative with six different pieces of copy like it's just exhausting what you can do is you can do some dynamic testing where you test um, different copy within a piece of creative um, you can definitely test the same ad in different audiences you can test um, different ads in in the same audiences like there's lots of different ways to do it but you should always be testing. And I won't give you the percentage of budget should go to testing because I just don't know. I don't know the right answer for your brand, but I would say probably at least 10% of your daily spend on testing, if not more, um, because ideally you wanna be testing ads and graduating them to you know, your top of funnel set that's performing really well so that you can get more conversions and always have creative at the go um, in case you get creative fatigue, which basically just means your ad's been served too many times and people are bored of your creative. So you want to always be testing, but you don't want everything to be testing. You want to hit a point probably after 30 days of doing ads where you have some creative that's converting, you're starting to scale it, you're starting to see some wins. And if you're not, then you may want to look into having hiring a professional to help you with it or revisiting kind of all the basics of advertising. And there's lots of great ways to do that and lots of resources online. Um, but that's just my point of view on that. All right, 
the seventh mistake that most people make during Facebook campaigns is failing to monitor budgets and analytics. So no matter if you're running the ads or if somebody else is running them for you, you need to be acutely aware of how much they're spending, what their goals are, um, what your goal cost per acquisition is, um, you know, what these Facebook ads are actually delivering on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. And this is really challenging because as I talked about a little bit at the beginning of this episode, when Apple rolled out its iOS 14, no longer track me sort of situation, which we all know was just a ploy and I'm not a conspiracy theorist for Apple to develop their own advertising platform. They were not doing it out of the goodness of their own heart. Um, and it screwed over a lot of small business owners and large businesses, but primarily small business since this platform is very helpful to small business owners. So infuriating to Apple and I'm mad at Apple as I record on my iPhone. I am actually mad, but they do make great phones. So um, anyways, after that point, the tracking is really dodgy on Facebook. It is getting better. Um, the modeling and stuff like that. So I usually see fairly accurate data after 72 hours of an ad running, but not totally accurate. I still see a lot of misattribution and a lot of overattribution, and it really depends on what your attribution settings are in the ad set. So that just means like, um, how long will they track for? Um, you know, there's one day click, there's like a seven day click, uh, one day view, like there's seven day click. Um, so it really depends is all that it, and I mean to say with that, but you need to be using UTMs in your ads. Number one, UTM, we talked about this in an episode last year, urchin tracking modules. You can set them up super easily. Just Google UTM. Google literally has a UTM setup tool, make a little spreadsheet, set up your standards, and then make sure that your Google Analytics is tracking it properly. That will be super helpful, I think, for you. Um, and then you could, if you're doing a lot more spend. So again, this depends on your spend. If you're spending like $20 a day, it'll be pretty easy to tell. Um, and also if Facebook's your only ad spend channel, it's going to be pretty easy to tell what's driving the needle on new customer acquisition for the most point. Um, but if you're spending, let's say thousands of dollars a day, you should definitely be monitoring your ads daily, if not a few times a day, because that's a lot of money to be spending. Um, and you need to be tracking the budget. So I'm often tracking a whole bunch of stuff. Um, I could open up my KPI doc here, but I'm tracking um, purchase conversions. I'm tracking spend, CPMs, click-through rates, reach impressions, cost per impression, new customer spend, um, MER, which is basically marketing expense ratio. So how much I'm spending on marketing, advertising in general versus our daily uh, sales. Um, new acquisition MER, which is basically our new customer sales versus um, our overall sales, um, or sorry, I spend. Um, and I'm looking at a lot of metrics. I seriously think I should do an episode just on Facebook metrics. But if you think that would be really boring, please tell me in my DMs. <laughs> but I could go into a lot of detail on this because I've been studying it quite a bit over the last few months with this group that I've joined around Facebook ads training. And I just feel like you know, even before that, I thought I was doing a lot of tracking because I was really tracking, I was tracking ROAS and stuff like that, which is kind of a, kind of a metric that doesn't mean anything anymore, but uh, ROAS stands for return on ad spend. Um, 
But um, I'm watching a lot of different metrics because, again, because the attribution is so bad, it's you have to look at a lot of different things. I also use a tool called Triple Whale to track um, where I put unique tracking code and it can kind of sync with the actual order. And it's proven to be better than Facebook. I'm not going to say it's like the holy grail of analytics and it is very expensive. So I wouldn't recommend it if you're spending under $20,000 a month on ads. Uh, but you definitely need to be monitoring this a lot and getting regular reporting from somebody if they are running your ads on what's going on because you can light a lot of money on fire on Facebook. And I have definitely been there where, I mean, I could tell nightmare stories, but I had a freelancer maybe like a year ago and I was so overwhelmed and he was just not, um, he was sick and he didn't even tell me he was sick and he just let my budgets go and run and did nothing and wouldn't respond to my messages. And I was too scared to go in and touch the ads because I didn't want to disrupt what he was doing. Like never, never be me in that situation because I should just, it's my money. So at the end of the day, um, you need to take control of your ad account. Um, I've also had an agency very recently um, over Christmas just decide not to look at our ads and just run automations uh, for like four days and overspent a budget by $3,000. So yes, you need to be watching this situation very closely for paid ads. So, um, and you'll become more and more comfortable with analytics, the more you play around with it and the more that you play around with the platform. And there's lots of videos online for free on YouTube to learn about this. All right. I'm running out of time because I try to keep my episodes under 40 minutes, but, um, the last mistake I often see on Facebook ad campaigns is creating a bad landing experience. All right. So when we talked about Facebook ads at the top, we talked about like purchase conversion and setting up ads with a conversion objective. So with a conversion objective, generally we want to send people to a product page or a collection. My preference is a product page, but test it to see if a collection performs better than a product page. You're going to want to always be testing that. You can also use dynamic product ads too, which will take them to a product based on you know, what they've looked at on other sites and stuff like that. That's an option. Test it. Didn't work for me, but test it. Um, but do not waste your money on sending people to your Instagram profile unless it's required by a contest or something like that you're collabing on to do that um, or to your Instagram post. Like I just, I don't know, boosting your organic posts is just so 2017. It's just not... It's, it's not worth it, to be honest. Like you're just, I don't know, you're not necessarily reaching people who are in purchase mode. Yes, they're going to like your post and yes, you're going to get more likes. And maybe you get more followers and that's great. And that's a great vanity metric. But I can tell you right now that there's a brand that I follow um, that's very similar to ours. And we have like half the followers of them, but we have like double the sales. So followers are a vanity metric. Nobody cares about the blue check mark. It doesn't matter. If you're making the monies, that's what matters. So, you know, figuring out where to drop people on the website shouldn't be really that big of a question. It should never be your homepage. It should usually be your collection page or a product page. Do not send them to your blog. Do not send them to your contact page or your Facebook profile. No, 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 no. And then the second part of this is making a great landing experience. So when I say that, I mean creating a page specifically. So there's things called landing pages. Um, You've probably experienced them a lot in like, I would say, coaching maybe if you've done 
if you ever paid for like a workshop or something like that, or even maybe, maybe you went to my email marketing masterclass landing page on my website. I'll link to it in the show notes so you can check it out, but it will like tell you what you're going to get and blah, blah, blah. And includes this and here's the price and here's some testimonials. Like this very like typical layout. Well, they have landing pages for e-commerce too. You may not even realize that you're on one when you're on one. Um, a favorite of mine is AG1, Athletic Greens. They have a really great landing page. Um, and the goal of it is to really streamline and force you to check out. Uh, because if you drop somebody onto just your collection page, or let's say your homepage worse, they could go anywhere. There's so many options. We want to push them down that funnel so that you can make the most return on your ad dollars. So that's why putting them on a product page is usually better than a collection, but not always. And then if you are going to really have that hero product that you're advertising, you're going to want to make that product page amazing. And the best thing is that Shopify now with sections and Shopify 2.0, you can create your own kind of like landing pages and do a lot of customizations on your product pages, like adding more pics, adding video, adding testimonials. Like if you check out our dressy sweatpants product page, you can get a sense for that. That was all done in Shopify. Um, that was not done with a landing page app. So you don't even need another app to do this stuff, which is amazing. But if you do want to get an app, there's lots of options out there. I'm trying to think of PageFly is one, uh, Replo. Uh, what's the other one that I just tested? It's escaping my mind. Um, but there's ones that directly integrate with Shopify and you can definitely um, do a lot of adaptation and stuff like that. But then you may need a developer. Okay. All right. We're wrapping up. We're coming into the home stretch. So we've talked about all the eight things that I often see people making mistakes on in Facebook advertising. We talked about the pixel, about targeting, not having a focused product ad strategy, poor ad creative and copy, not adapting for different placements, not enough testing of ad creative types, uh, failing to monitor budgets and analytics, and creating a bad landing experience. So those eight tips, I hope you can take them with you, whether you're actively advertising or you're planning on getting started and integrate them. You don't have to do everything at once. You can bookmark this or save this episode um, and come back to it later and kind of pick away at it because you don't want to disrupt your ad account too much and make too many changes. Been there, done that. Not good for the not good for the ad account and the learning. So if you love this episode, I'd love to hear your feedback. Send me a DM at Christy Sumer on Instagram or tag me in a story if you take a screenshot of you listening to this. If you have any questions, post them on your Instagram story and tag me. I'd love to help out. And if you love hearing more about Facebook ads, I talk about them on the daily. So if you'd like to hear more episodes about this and you found it valuable, please let me know. And if you have a few minutes and you're in the Apple podcast app, please rate and review and leave a a review. I'd appreciate it so, so much. That really helps increase our visibility for this podcast, which um, allows me to help more entrepreneurs like you. All right, keep doing what you're doing and we'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to Brave and Boss, the podcast. If you want to take your e-commerce brand to the next level, be sure to check out my website at christysumer.com where you can find all the show notes, free resources and blog posts and principles to help you grow your online store. You can also follow me at K-R-I-S-T-I-S-O-O-M-E-R on Instagram. Find your purpose, make it happen. I'll talk to you soon.